0: This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Well, howdy there, Internet people. It's Bo again, and welcome to the Roads with Bo. Today is February 11th, 2024, and this is episode 25 of The Roads Not Taken, which is a weekly series where we go through the previous week's events and talk about some news that was unreported, underreported, just didn't get the, get the coverage I thought it should, or just something I found interesting. And then at the end, we go through a little Q&A with questions from y'all. If y'all would like a question to, uh, if you have a question you want answered, you can send it to uh, question for bocom at uh, gmail. That's F-O-R-B-E-A-U. Please remember, there are a couple hundred questions a week, so they're not all getting answered. Okay, and today is uh, Super Bowl Sunday, the big sports ball game between the San Francisco Taylors and the Kansas City Swifts. Uh, I'm just saying that because I got a whole bunch (laughs) of uh, messages from people who are very unhappy that the next Madden will apparently have Taylor Swift on the, the cover of the game. Which is totally not true, but somebody did a mock-up and put it on social media and people actually got mad about it. Um, I personally think that if Madden wanted to expand its base... Putting Taylor Swift in their game would probably uh, be a smart business move. Okay, so starting off with foreign policy. The big news is that Israel seems very committed to its move into Rafah, which is it, it's not a good idea. There's already a video out <laughs> on the other channel about this. Um, it, it's It's not a good idea, but Israel seems very committed to this and that course of action. Uh, We'll have to wait and see how it plays out, but I feel like that's going to be a mistake. Um, A German general caused waves by suggesting that Europe needed to prepare for war with Russia sometime in the next five years anticipating that Russia might stage an attack on a NATO nation. Uh, Finland is increasing their ammo production by a massive amount, maybe up to 500%, and the obvious assumption is that a lot of this is going to go to aid Ukraine. Mexico overtook China as the top exporter to the United States a Russian anti-war candidate was barred from running against Putin because, you know, I mean, yeah. Anyway, okay, so moving on to U.S. news, the House GOP is set for a second try at impeaching the DHS director, the Homeland Security director. Um, They failed in their first attempt to, to get that impeachment. Um, Trump offhandedly admitted that uh, January 6th was an insurrection, which was surprising. The Texas GOP decided that they would ban, like, open anti-Semites, which was, I mean, because, you know, that wasn't actually policy until now, um, but that's that's happening. That's a move in the right direction, I guess. Um, Wisconsin GOP rep Mike Gallagher won't seek re-election, which is surprising. Kind of an up-and-comer in the Republican Party, um, but has decided not to seek re-election. He is actually one of the reps who voted to not impeach the DHS chief. That may have something to do with it. Now, over in the Senate, there are uh, a number of people calling for McConnell to get the McCarthy treatment and be ousted from the Senate leadership. Um, We'll see how that plays out. And uh, that might be one of those be careful what you wish for things. Okay, moving on to cultural news. Fauci has a book coming out called On Call. I cannot wait to see the reaction to that. Um, The right wing in the United States is apparently mad that a future Pirates of the Caribbean uh, movie will have a black woman as a captain. At least this is the rumor going around on social media. Uh, They are mad because apparently it would be unrealistic to have a black woman as a captain during this time period, in a movie franchise with ghosts and barnacle people, you know, the realism would be messed up by having a, a black woman captain. In environmental news, there is a $50,000 reward for information regarding the deaths of three gray wolves in Oregon. They were all from the same pack, Um uh, I think two of them were even collared. There's not a lot of information available right now, not even about like what happened to them. But the obvious, the obvious implication from the reward is that there was human involvement. In odd news, apparently thieves stole a 200-foot radio tower from a small community radio station like the giant tower out... Anyway, um, it looks like it was dropped and then cut up and carted off. But that's just the where, where it's at right now. I, I cannot wait to hear the conclusion of that story. Um, the former head of the Pentagon's All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, this is the office that hunted UFOs. It's like the X-Files. Um, the former head of... That office, uh, Sean Kirkpatrick, basically said that it was the government's fault that conspiracy theories existed because they, the secrecy creates an information vacuum and said, our efforts were ultimately overwhelmed by sensational but unsupported claims that ignored contradictory evidence yet captured the attention of policymakers and the public. Um, in other news uh, a conspiracy theory believer is alleged to have killed his father and some of the allegations suggest the son was enraged because he learned his dad had gotten the vaccine so there's that okay moving on to the Q&A section it says Okay, we have a note. Say the email address. I already did. And uh, we have a bunch of questions about the AMOC. Maybe link your previous video on it. There must be new reporting on it. Um, Oh, the current. The current. Okay, so yeah, there's probably a bunch of uh, new reporting. Okay, so yeah, I have done a video on this. I will... Get it in the description. Um, If you're not aware, there is a real concern about a specific ocean current collapsing and the fallout from that. My guess is that there's uh, maybe signs that the collapse is coming. We reported on this about six months ago, but I feel like there's probably been a new development that I'm not aware of. Okay. Hello, Bo. Valentine's Day is coming up, and I would like to ask you for relationship advice. I feel like I can trust you because unlike many people who give dating advice, you are actually a feminist, and you recognize that women's issues are real. I know a lot of women get a lot more attention than they would like and are often scared of men who show interest because the men might turn violent if they are rejected. I don't want to add to these problems or ruin some poor woman's day, but I don't know how I would show romantic interest without being a bother. Do you have any advice? Yeah, I mean, what? okay, so you have identified the issue, uh, one of them. Uh, I'll, I'll let you know another as, as we move along. Here's the thing. If the situation is something where it... Where she might easily believe that things could go bad, that's not the right time to to ask. Um, Don't, I'm going to take this to an extreme, but, you know, don't ask in a dark hallway where it's just the two of you, you know. Um, Maybe ask her out in a place where there's more people around, where you're not... Where there's an avenue of escape, if these are, if this is your concern, you can easily address that, um, and just take away the scenario that that would make her feel uncomfortable. Um, just add into this because it's not here. You probably know this based on how the message is phrased, but um, I, I would also suggest not asking her while she's at work. Because it's the she can't leave, she can't leave, and she's at work. She, you know, she has to smile and be nice, and there's a. Uh, it's just not an ideal time to do that. That that can also create discomfort. Um, so here's the thing, you know, ruin some poor woman's day. I I don't know. A woman that has ever really been. Upset, had their day ruined by a guy asking them out, just asking them out. I'm not talking about going over the top or or, or saying gross things in the process, but just asking them out. Uh, The, the issue from my friends who have talked about it, it, it's not being asked out. It's not taking no for an answer. Um, if the answer is no, it's no. Uh, and I know that there's a school of thought when it comes to this that uh, well, you should pursue and all of that. Guys, d- don't even chase your whiskey, okay? Just don't do that. Not just does it generally not work. If it does, it's probably not going to lead anywhere successful. Just... I I would suggest being kind of direct and making sure that whatever you're asking is something that is clearly a date. Um, Like it can't be mistaken for two friends going out. So there's no mixed messages there. And and ask. But be aware of the situation so you're not making her uncomfortable. Don't do it when she's at work. And if she says no, accept that answer. Um, I would be... I would be leery of asking people of a different age group or of a different uh, subculture for advice because it, those things change. Like, as far as approaches, as an example, my generation, when I was younger, if you were to ask a, a woman out via text, or over the phone, the answer would have been no. Like, e- even if she wanted to, she would have said no. That's really common now. I-, I would be very careful getting advice on approaches from people that aren't in your same subculture and of the relatively the same age um, because things are different. So I-, I would be direct, not pushy, except no for an answer, and to have a plan, you know, when are you going to let me take you out? And then, and again, see, that would be common in, for my age, to phrase it that way. That would probably come off like super pushy <laughs> um, today. That that may not be appropriate um, because it's assuming the answer is going to be yes. The, uh, but, however you ask Make sure you actually have a plan. Don't, if she says yes, know what you want to do. Know what you want to do. Don't uh, leave it up to, okay, well, we'll figure something out. No, have a plan right then. Um, okay. My 91 year old dad is an old-school Republican who thought Trump did a lot of good things, even though when I asked, he couldn't give me an example. I got him to watch the Jan 6th hearings, and this really changed his opinion. Unfortunately, that was two and a half years ago. Now he feels the country has gone down the tubes, and we need a strong leader like Trump to fix it. He has no access to the Internet or social media and is a devoted Fox News watcher. He's an avid reader of nonfiction, So I want to give him a book on Trump. Can you recommend a book by a reputable author that will show Trump as a corrupt, incompetent, and dangerous man who did not add any value to this country and never will? Um, I'll tell you what, uh, and before I do this, I need to say I I was given this book, um, like for free. It was sent to me, uh, but I wasn't like paid for an endorsement or anything. Just disclose that I got the book for free. I'm reading a book now by uh, Tristan Snell. It's called Taking Down Trump, and it's about. um, So he was, one of the attorneys behind taking down Trump with the whole Trump University thing. That might be a good one. Um, It's it's an easy read. And the way it's structured is pretty informative. And it kind of gives not just, it's not a book that is just like, this is why Trump is horrible. It's a book about, kind of framed about like how to prosecute Trump, (laughs) like a template to do that. Um, But in the process, there's a lot of cool little insights. Uh, And I I think it would be interesting to read if—I think it would be interesting for a Fox News viewer to read, because it's an entirely different perspective on something. So maybe maybe try that. Um, In a recent Q&A, you mentioned your mic being sensitive— I want you to know that I can't hear your stomach, but I can hear you putting your hands in your pockets for some reason. And for some reason, I get a kick out of it. Yeah, I do that Um, when I put my hands in my pockets when I'm standing up. Or uh, there was one video where I put my hand in my pocket and I had change in it, and I didn't realize I was moving my fingers in my pocket, and you can actually hear like this jingle bell sound throughout the whole thing. Um, It is amazing to me at times, especially in this, in this uh, format here where I'm sitting down, like, you probably just heard me swallow. The the mic is amazingly sensitive and it is turned all the way down. (laughs) Um, Okay. I read often about how the U.S. is selling arms to another country. Who makes the money? Is the government a middleman or the actual seller? Is there a stockpile? Uh, Yes. The answer to that is yes. It depends on the situation. In most cases, uh, generally speaking, the government is approving the sale. The government isn't actually selling the weapons. They're approving the sale. And it, it has to do with exporting articles of war. Um... In those cases, the manufacturers make the money. But at the same time, a lot of people responsible for approving the cell can sometimes make money too, especially if it goes through Congress because the money then goes to lobbyists too then and it circles around. Um, in some cases, there is a stockpile. A lot of times that's really given more as aid though. Uh, and then there are... Other deals that get made um, for weapons that are more covert at times. Um, I'm sure people can think of like high-profile examples of that. Uh, so all of your options are possible, but most times when the U.S. is selling arms, it, the U.S. is approving the sell. The government is approving the sell. Is there an actual manual? Is there an easy-to-understand version of it so that lay people can understand why military and police act? Well? Oh, no, yes, there. that is not a plot device. There is an actual manual. Uh, go to archive.org and type in field manual counterinsurgency. Um, there are a bunch of different terms you can look for. Uh, Archive.org has hundreds of field manuals, military field manuals, online. Now, a lot of them are a few years old, uh, especially when you get into the more sensitive stuff. They're older, declassified versions. It's also worth kind of noting that if you want to know how to do anything, the military has a manual on it. And they're written at a very basic level. So soldiers can pick it up and learn it. Um, and, and I mean anything. Carpentry, plumbing, any, any blue-collar skill, there's a field manual for it uh, or a technical manual. Um, I, that is a, just a grossly overlooked resource because it's free. The, the government paid for it, and you can access them for free in most cases. Um, But yes, when I talk about it's in the manual, that's never a plot device. There's actual manuals on this stuff. And the U.S. government spent millions developing this stuff, and it it never gets applied. It never gets applied. Uh, Now, that's more specific to the military police manuals. That varies by jurisdiction. They are harder to get at times. If you're really interested, what you can sometimes do is go to where the police academy is. Because most times the police academy is not a police academy where everybody goes. It's actually ran through like a local community college or something like that. And you can just buy the books. Um, Okay. Thank you. A whole bunch of nice things about me and my ability to deconstruct current events. I was wondering what you think of how the press, including the New York Times, ran with Biden's verbal slip when responding to the special counsel's report clearing him of wrongdoing in his own documents case, but throwing him under the bus saying that he was a well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. I did a video on this. Um, okay, the Frame Lab, a site founded by a linguist, commented that this is how Republicans destroy Democrats, by framing topics to their advantage and choosing to deb- debate topics. And we aid them by arguing back on their terms rather than starting from our own premises. The press could have just as well written, Trump loses again as Biden is cleared. Democrats could then jump on TV and insist that this is an excellent time for Trump to return any classified documents that he still has at his fraudulent businesses. <laughs> wow. And end his betrayal of American national security. What do you What do you think is the best way to fight back against bias reporting and commentary? I would love for the Democratic Party to go on the offensive when it comes to messaging. If you look at my uh, big critiques of the Democratic Party as a whole, it has to do with messaging, and and that's probably my biggest complaint. The only thing that even comes close to it is not running more progressive candidates in, in primaries. Um, but that has to do more with people on the bottom, not the Democratic strategists. The uh, it would be nice if the Democratic Party would uh, stop playing softball. And and this and yeah, what you're describing here is a way to do it. I've often heard you make mention of how U.S. foreign policy has created a hostile environment in Latin American countries. And as a result, people flee those countries for their own safety. Can you talk more specifically and give some examples? I actually have a video, two videos, I think. Yes, I have two videos on this in detail. One is about El Salvador specifically, I think um and then i think somebody sent me a message a very snarky one basically saying okay well you did it with this one country what about everybody else and so i went through all of them uh, i have a very in-depth video on this detailing what occurred in various countries going all the way back to the banana wars um yeah, I, I'll find those and put them down there. They are useful. Those are older videos. Those may be three or four years old. I think those yeah, I think those were made under Trump's time in office. But um, when you talk about when you talk about Latin America, Central America in particular, with the exception of like Belize, we messed up all of those countries. U.S. foreign policy messed up all of those countries. And you can start going way back, way back to, you know, Butler's time, to General Butler's time, and follow it in even as recently as the 2000s. U.S. foreign policy has not been good. Um, And and, it has created a lot of the issues that people are fleeing there. And, yeah, I I have these videos already made. I I will definitely dig them up. Um, They they could probably use an update because I'm sure in the time that has passed since those videos went out, the U.S. did something to mess up another one of those countries down there or to make the situation worse. Um, So... Yeah, look in the description for that. What would a civil war in the U.S. look like? It, it would look like a chaotic version of the breakup of Yugoslavia. As if that wasn't chaotic enough. It would be even more chaotic than that. Um, people who talk about a national divorce or civil war in the U.S., they have no idea what they're asking for. (laughs) Um, Whatever they're picturing, it's not that. Um, It it would be horrible, and countries around the world would keep it going. Arms would flood in. It it would be a disaster. There, There would be no glorious battles or anything like that. It would be a disaster. It would destroy the country and culture and everything that they proclaim that they love. Um, people who think that's a good idea have no clue what they're talking about. It, it would be horrific. And that's the question they chose to end on? Really? They had been doing so good with like ending on a light note. Um And I can't think of any off the top of my head right now. Um, Can't even think of any funny stories or anything from the... uh... Oh, well, I have one. So, story from the ranch here. We mentioned, I think I mentioned, that we got a new German shepherd, a puppy. She is still a puppy, only now she's... You know, German shepherds are puppies, like mentally, even once they're like a hundred pounds. <laughs> um, so she is now a hundred pound puppy, and she runs up and down the fence with Marilyn, and and the dog and the horse have become. They they like antagonize each other through the fence. It's the weirdest thing, um, but they have become friends. So, and it's, it is unique. Um, Okay, so there we go. There's a a little more uh, information, a little more context, and having the right information will make all the difference. Y'all have a good day.